Hey everyone. Welcome to the second episode of John Keats as a Romantic Poet. I'm your host Neeran James De Silva from Goa, India, and this podcast was recorded on the 19th of December 2021. So in the first episode, we discussed about the romantic period and romanticism, which gave us a good background. Now with that out of the way, let me introduce you to John Keats. John Keats was born in 1795 and died in 1821. He was just 25 years old when he was taken away by tuberculosis. He was an English romantic poet and was greatly admired in the Victorian age. His influence can be seen in various works such as the poetry of Alfred Lord Tennyson and the Pre-Raphaelites. Now it is a well-known fact that William Wordsworth is generally known as the father of romantic poetry. He was someone who spent his life living quietly in England Lake District and he wrote passionate poetry which was inspired by the beautiful and lonely countryside where he lived. When we talk about romantic verse, the poets who generally spring to mind are William Wordsworth, William Blake, S.T. Coleridge, P.B. Shelley, Lord Byron as well as John Keats. So John Keats was part of this crop of English romantic poets. He was one of the main poets of the second generation romantic poets along with the others mentioned earlier. His poetry is usually characterized by sensual imagery and this is very evident in the series of odes written by him. He's also known to have vivid imagery in his poems along with that great sensuous appeal. It is very easy to find strong themes in his poetry. His themes range from beauty and love to imagination, truth and nature. Some of his most famous works are his odes, particularly Ode to a Grecian Urn and Ode to a Nightingale. When you analyze his poetry, you can see that Keats struggled to find a balance between reality and fantasy. You realize that he used his poetry to escape the real world. Keats found love to be a very important aspect. In his poems, he contemplates death or the reality of life by connecting it to nature and love. Basically, he longs to escape reality and live in a fantasy. Another prominent aspect reflected in his poems is the fear of death. Keats lost his mother and brother to the same disease that he contracted, which was tuberculosis. He was affected by anything related to death since he lost many people at a young age. He longed to escape the harsh reality of facing the real world, and this felt like doom for him. Keats's poetry is very objective. If you look at it closely, you realize that he's not sarcastic in his words. and it feels as if he loves poetry for poetry itself his poems don't really give readers a message or advice and hence i think it is safe to say that we can maybe consider him as the purest poet in the history of english literature the one advantage keats had over the other poets of his time was his power of imagination at such a young age amongst all the romantic poets out there He seemed to be the most escapist of them all. 
It's almost as if he finds pleasure in his imagination and creates a world of his own. His poems give the reader an immersive experience. He tries to stimulate all the five senses of a person, and this is quite evident in many of his poems. For example, in uh, Ode to Nightingale, he creates this imaginative world wherein he enjoys the sweet eternal song of Nightingale. This gives him peace of mind and harmony to the soul. In this poem, he uses all the five senses: touch, smell, taste, sight, and hearing. Keats's first volume called Poets was released on 3 March 1817. Sadly, it wasn't a success. The poetic style that he used in this volume was a loose form of a heroic couplet and light rhymes. So later in that same year, 1817, he left London and he began working on his long-term poem Endymion, from which we got the popular line, the one I used to introduce this podcast with, "A thing of beauty is a joy forever." The year 1819 was when Keats reached his peak. This was the year he wrote some of his best poems. These include Lamia, The Eve of Saint Agnes, The Ode on Indolence, Ode on a Grecian Urn, Ode to Psyche, Ode to a Nightingale, Ode on Melancholy, To Autumn, and two versions of Hyperion. The odes are Keats's most distinctive poetic achievement. These odes reflected his inner being and his relations to the world around him. Some of his other poems like Isabella or the Pot of Basil, Lamia, the Eve of Saint Agnes, these were published in a 1920 volume, the year after they were written. After this, there are no more records of his poetic career. In the next episode we will be looking at how and why John Keats was famous for his odes and also discuss a few elements he used in his poems. That's it for this episode. See you in the next one.